From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Adler, and we have Dr. Kathy Greenberg as the co-host for this show and all our shows. And Kathy and I have helped thousands of, of leaders perform in the top 10%. We like to say we, we are your uh, leadership development coaches. Now, today's show uh, is, features Colonel Thomas Williams. He's a Ph.D. with the Medical Corps of the U.S. Army War College. He's the Director of Leadership Feedback Program, which is similar to the Organization and Leadership Development uh, Programs in Corporate America. And before we bring um, Colonel Williams on, and Kathy's going to give you a little bit more of a background on him, we want to check in and get some of the background of, of today's program. As you know, Kathy and I always want to bring you the best in leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And Kathy, welcome to the call. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having our guest, Colonel Tom Williams, with us today. He is a, a terrific gentleman with um, impeccable, just an impeccable record in the military and impeccable publications in the area of health and wellness and developing leaders for the U.S. Army War College. So today we're going to explore the leadership traits that are necessary for success in today's VUCA environment. Let me spell that for the audience, really. It's V, meaning volatile, U, meaning uncertain, C, meaning chaotic, and A, ambiguous. That's VUCA. And the military uses the term VUCA environments to describe those environments in a theater of war that are, well, perhaps a little bit more, um, I want to say, uncertain than we usually understand them to be. And as we know, often in today's organization environments, we walk in to an environment daily that is changing, and often we're uncertain about what's going on in business, and so the term VUCA can be applied to both a theater of war or a theater of business. We know that leaders are the heartbeat of any organization, and uh, Relly and I also know from our work with many leaders that most leaders can really underestimate just how much influence they have over others. And, well, sometimes, as a result, they can underperform. Often that leads their teams to underperform as well. But, you know, just doing a few things differently can dramatically improve your performance and your organization. And what Relly and I try to teach and provide to you, our listener, in every show, are how to develop more leaders in your organization. What happy companies know about performance, emotional intelligence, and positive psychology strategies we like to offer you something about neuroscience contributions to top performance, as well as gender and generational differences. We also talk often about work-life balance practices, strategies for managing yourself and your boss, and for being your best, plus many more tools and tips in each and every program. Really, maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the statistics and science behind leadership before we explore leadership at the U.S. Army War College with Colonel Tom Williams. Thanks, Kathy. I'd be glad to. 
so in leadership development news, we talk about leaders, leadership development, and the reason we do is that we know that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And emotions are contagious, and so we like to say that leaders then are the emotional thermostat for their team. So think about the teams that you're on. The leader is setting the temperature for the team. If they are upset, stressed, and uh, irritable, probably the team is upset, stressed, and irritable. If they are calm, cool, collective, what you need to be in VUCA, volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous times, if um, the leader is able to deal with the VUCA, so is the team. And one of the things that, that we try to give you tips on is, is to help someone be in the top 10%. And to do that, emotional intelligence skills, attributes are critical. As a matter of fact, the further you go up in the organization, the more you need this attributes and competencies of emotional intelligence when compared to either IQ or technical expertise. And if you can get yourself or one of your team members into the top 10%, research shows that that person is, uh, produces twice as much revenue to the organization as managers in the 11th through the 89th. So we're trying to help you get a few tips, strategies, tools that you can apply to yourself and apply uh, to the people that you develop. Training is important. Many of you have training programs. And we know if training alone, there's about a 22% increase in productivity if you give them training. But if you add training and coaching, there's about an 88% increase in productivity. So the coaching really can add uh, to the ongoing changes that happen in training. And we also know that Kathy and I are both certified coaches that you can increase profit by creating coaching networks inside your company in just one day. And some of the studies have shown that happiness, key topic for Kathy, is tied to profit by more than 93%. So we hope on today's shows, like all of them, if you get a few uh, micro initiatives that can lead to some macro impacts. And if you're interested in more um, information from Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership uh, for her free tools and articles and her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching services. And if you're interested in more information from me, Dr. Rowley Nadler, you can go to www.truenorthleadership for free emotional intelligence assessments, books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, uh, and coaching boot camps. So, Kathy, maybe you can tell us a little bit. First, how did you uh, meet Colonel Williams? And then we can maybe go into what is uh, his background and bio. Absolutely. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet Colonel Tom Williams um, when I was asked to be a speaker at the U.S. Army War College in 2003 and 2004 by the Commandant of the U.S. Army War College, and that was Major General Robert Ivany, who is now retired, and he is the president uh, of St. Thomas University, currently in Houston, Texas. I was invited to be a speaker to talk about the concepts from what happy companies know, and uh, both uh, Dr. Ivany and I were together at one of the Francis Hesselbein Drucker Foundation conferences for Leader to Leader in New York, and we struck up a conversation about the importance of training, education, and leadership development in the military, and uh, that opened our world um, to uh, kind of combine ideas and thoughts, and I was fortunate enough to meet Colonel Williams. Subsequently, um, Tom and I uh, wrote an article for the Harvard Business School of Public Policy's 
journal called Compass on leadership and the limbic system. And so uh, we've known each other for a few years, and I continually uh, go to the strategic crisis decision-making exercises at the U.S. Army War College on a biannual basis and uh, contribute to the education and training in leadership for future generals. So these are approximately 300 lieutenant uh, colonels and colonels who go to the War College to learn how to be future leaders in the community that we know as the U.S. Army War College. They come from all disciplines, and um, it's, it's been an honor and a privilege to uh, continue to be a part of those programs. Hey, so, Kathy, let yeah. me just ask you uh, about your article, Leadership and the Limbic System. Uh-huh. If some of our listeners were interested in getting a hold of that, I, don't, I did, was not aware of that. That would be, I'd be fascinated to see that. How oh, someone, sure. If, uh, that? It's uh, Fall 2004, Volume 2, and it's the Center for Public Leadership. The, uh, the journal is called Compass, C-O-M-P-A-S-S. And uh, this particular article uh, is, um, is called Listen for Better Decisions, Listen to Your Limbic System. Uh, and it's at the Center for Public Leadership, John F. Kennedy School of Government, Harvard University. So uh, if you go to their website, which I believe is www.centerforpublicleadership.com, and you go to Compass, you should be able to find the article. Oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you. I know you learn something new about me every day. Uh-huh, yes, there's always a little interesting <laughs> tip. Kind of frightening. <laughs> um, well, let me tell you a little bit about Colonel Williams, and he's going to be joining us shortly. Uh, he has been called into a special advisory meeting, believe it or not, and so we're hoping to bring him on to the show right after the break. But Colonel Tom Williams, um, boy, he's, he's been with the U.S. Army War College, um, which is one of the nation's most prestigious institutes of its kind to develop leaders for as I said, VUCA environments, uh, for quite some time. Uh, Colonel Williams, Ph.D., is the Medical Service Corps Director uh, serving the Army Physical Fitness Research Institute, and he's also the Director of the Leadership Feedback Program of the U.S. Army War College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And what that means is he's responsible for all of the health, wellness, psychological, emotional, and physical well-being of any officers who are brought into the U.S. Army War College. He's formerly the chair of the Department of Psychology, Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, D.C., and subsequently served as the command psychologist in the 902nd Military Intelligence Group at Fort Meade, Maryland, supporting strategic counterintelligence and counterespionage programs Worldwide, I cannot emphasize the worldwide part. Uh, Colonel Williams consulted to the CIA's damage assessment team, a former FBI agent and convicted spy Robert Hansen, and he has supported special operations command, including Operation Iraqi Freedom. You know, often I will um, email uh, Dr. Williams and uh, I will ask him if he would like to participate with me in many different venues. And uh, sometimes I get a message right back telling me he's uh, somewhere in the world doing something that I don't want to know about, or um, he doesn't respond for weeks at a time, and then he'll come back and say that he was unable to respond until he was back on U.S. soil. So uh, this is a gentleman who often um, will disappear and reappear for the purposes of serving the U.S. government, our leaders, and most importantly, the health and well-being of our future military. So um, we're delighted to have Colonel Tom Williams with us today. And uh, I think what we're going to do is go to a break. 
and hopefully when we come back from break, we'll either start talking a little bit about how the U.S. Army War College teaches and demonstrates leadership in the health and well-being um, area that they focus on, and uh, hopefully by then, Colonel Williams will be joining us. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Homeowners, real estate investors, bankers, listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcast live on the Voice America Business Channel, Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to Leadership Development News. And we have with us today Colonel Thomas J. Williams of the U.S. Army War College, responsible for their health, wellness, and well-being in leadership. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself and who may have influenced you as a leader. Well, great, Kathy. I'm very happy to join you today. And uh, a little about myself, I'm a Ph.D. clinical psychologist who is a graduate of the Army War College and was put in this position primarily because it re- was required for someone who could focus on helping to motivate and help War College students develop self-awareness with regard to that complex interplay between leadership, health, and fitness. And I can tell you it's, it's an easy one to ask who may have influenced me in the past as a leader, and it had to begin with my very first influence with a senior enlisted who was my first platoon leader, a Vietnam vet, who exemplified how to take care of those with whom you are a leader of. And I walked up to him as a young second lieutenant and told him I knew what I needed to know from the books, but I needed to know about people from what he could teach me. He smiled and put his arm around me and said, sir, I'm going to take care of you. And he did, and he inspired me to become a better leader. The other strategic influence was a major general that I worked with. I was an aide-de-camp, too, who was a true visionary, who, when he was a student at the Army War College in 67, uh, went to Israel and post-conflict, studied their procedures, and then brought to the U.S. Army the far-forward care concept that basically provided a new sense of direction for the Army and how they were going to provide medical treatment uh, he he basically was an innovator, a bold leader who could anticipate what needed to be done and then did it. Tom, we always love hearing that from folks uh, just about uh, who are the people that influence you because I think we all incorporate some of that. I'm sure you have your leadership style. Um, what we wanted to know is how did you become the Army's executive in charge of leadership, health, and wellness? What was the, What was the track that led you there? Well, as often the the case in the Army, you're given many different challenges. The Probably the, the one impetus that brought me to this position was the fact that I was an Army War College graduate and was a, a, a clinical psychologist. And the position at the War College had been without the clinical psychologist for, uh, for a period of time, and they wanted to re-energize part of that component. And Basically, that that is what brought me here, and that the the background that I had had working in various operational activities had allowed me to perhaps better understand some of the demands that were being placed on some of our leaders in the operational environment. And short time after getting here, I actually deployed with one of our special forces units and supported them in an operational theater. And in that case, you get to see directly what the stresses are on a senior leader and then try to put in place programs to help them mitigate some of those stresses uh, and help them better prepare to meet the demands of operating in a war zone. We um, have had uh, another commander on our show uh, in a prior program, Lieutenant Don Kester, who's head of the SWAT team on one of the largest borders here in Arizona. And um, he talked a lot about exercises and scenario planning, uh, Colonel Williams. Can you can you talk a little bit about um, what you might be doing uh, to influence um, 
um, the outcomes that you desire in, in, the, uh, in the U.S. Army War College's program for leadership? Sure. And what we have is kind of a, a multi-component program. As students come in, we, we offer to them, and about 90% of them volunteer to participate in a comprehensive assessment of their leadership, health, and well-being. And from that, we, we offer them basically a maximal treadmill to determine and assess what their aerobic capacity is to endure uh, on any kind of uh, athletic activity. We also assess their strength, their nutritional status, their flexibility, as well as monitor them for any kind of injury history that may make them more prone to, to injuries in the future, and to assess their medical history to see how those attributes or potential vulnerabilities could play a role in, in making them uh, more susceptible to something in the future. And we leverage that with a 360 leadership assessment, a comprehensive leadership assessment that's based on strategic leadership attributes. And with that, look at the underpinning of personality attributes using, using a, a measure that will allow us to look at 30 different facets of their personality and so with this comprehensive look, we're able to look at not only how they approach life with regard to their health and their fitness, but how they approach life with regard to their leadership and how these elements all come together to help them become a more effective leader, or in some cases, to help them identify where the blind spots may be that is, in essence, helping them to reach their full potential. Now, um, Colonel Williams, is this the... Uh, assessment tool that I also took when I came up there to visit? Yes, it's exactly that one. Excellent. You know, Relly, one of the things that um, I think you'll find very interesting um, in this conversation with Colonel Williams are the array of tools mm -hmm. uh, that the U.S. Army War College uses. And, and Tom, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about it, if you can, the development of the tools and, and how you're influenced by the thinking of people like Relly Nadler on your toolkit. Oh, absolutely. The Basically, the, the 360 leadership tool is a strategic leader development inventory, and it was built here at the Army War College several years ago uh, with input from the Industrial College of the Armed Forces, where the strategic leaders of the military forces, primarily general officers, were asked to identify what those attributes are that individuals should possess if they are to be a strategic leader. And so... That was then built into a 360 leadership tool. And the other component that we use with, with, these, uh, with this assessment is a team roles assessment where we help them identify which of the eight team roles that they would be most likely to, uh, to, to be drawn towards when they're put in charge of a team. Because most of the time, as a strategic leader, it's going to be more about trying to find a consensus and trying to build a team to work towards some desired end state. And so it's not about ordering people to do things, but rather influencing them to work in a positive direction. So how you are as a member of a team and what skill sets or what team roles you naturally migrate toward can be very important in terms of trying to understand and gain a sense of self-awareness as you try to put this team together. And then certainly the personality inventory that we use that we've linked with both the team, the team roles, and the strategic leader attributes help us to integrate this in a way that 
students basically leave feeling as though it's the most intrusive, in a, in a positive sense, thing they've ever done because they leave with such an, an incredible sense of self-awareness that they said they've never, they, they first of all said, how do you get all this from just a few questions that you've asked? And so they, they feel somewhat taken aback by the depth with which we can really give them insight into their own behavior. You know, Tom, uh, the uh, personality assessment, which, which one do you use for that? Is that the uh, CPI? Actually, we use the uh, NEO-PIR. Oh, yeah, the, so the five key factors. Right, looking at the, the five big factors. And then what we've done, though, is taken the report of the, of the NEO-PIR and looked at it in terms of which of our strategic leader attributes hmm. basically interrelate to those personality characteristics statistically analyzing the relationship and then looking for where they complement each other and reconfiguring them in such a manner as to give the, uh, the student feedback, for example, on where are they with regard to open-mindedness, with regard when they're given a task to do, how open-minded will they approach that task. When they're put in a negotiation position, what are the attributes that they need to understand about not only their leadership but about their personality that will make them open to some of the negotiation strategies that someone may wish to uh, entertain within that negotiation process. It, can you name a couple of the other key attributes? Because I'm sure there's going to be a crossover for our listeners. You know, they'll be thinking about, okay, open-mindedness is one, but for the NEO-PI? Uh, for the NEO-PI, another one is the agreeableness measure, where we we look a great deal at how well they're going to get along with, with other senior leaders, how they're going to work in terms of the uh, the program to build this team that they need to be a part of. So those are uh, big components of that particular okay. program. Now, when um, when I took this uh, rally, just for the listeners, uh, I was asked to provide um, three peers, and, and uh, Colonel Williams, please correct me if I'm wrong, three peers, um, three subordinates, and three supervisors who could be three clients or three people that I have written papers with or, you know, who have directed me in some way. Uh, is that accurate? That, that's exactly right. And one of the things that's a little unique in the manner in which we do it, we give the students the ratings from these individuals and, and from their superiors, subordinates, and peers, we will average those scores. But we also give them that rating relative to themselves their own right. self-rating, but then also relative to the other students within, within each year's class so that if someone has rated themselves high on one of our attributes, like their conceptual competency, for example, they feel as though they're, they're very high in terms of their ability to comprehend the strategic environment. But they've rated themselves high, but their peers have all rated themselves much lower that's the first feedback to the student. Uh -huh. As they're sitting within seminar with 17 other students, do they really now see themselves as more capable, more competent in that area than the other 16 people with whom they interact on a daily basis? So we're not only allowing them to take the assessment's uh, ability to give them information about how they've rated themselves and how others rate them, but then they can immediately take it back into the seminar environment and compare what they know about themselves to what they see in others. 
So that get, makes it a little more mm -hmm. immediate, perhaps, than sometimes you may get in a 360 assessment. Right, because they're comparing themselves also to the with their peers. Exactly. Interesting. And Do you find is there a theme? I know uh, the 360s that that we use usually based on emotional intelligence. One of the kind of themes are someone who truly is exceptional has a tendency to underestimate themselves in regards to others. Kind of the humble level five that yes, we see yes. in the uh, good to great yep. concepts. Uh, certainly, that that is one of the components that we will see that someone who may at times, uh, they certainly have the competency, so it's not that they don't doubt their ability, right. but they don't flaunt their ability, I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. And sometimes uh, you, will, you will find both, and obviously there are all types of leaders in the world, and people, uh, oftentimes what we're helping them understand is up until the point that they get to the war college, a lot of times some of the other types of leadership that may have been effective for them in the past may not be as effective in the future. So they may have to adopt this new style of strategic leadership, which may demand of them to be a little more humble because they're now going to be working more as a member of a team as opposed to having direct control and providing you know, positive direction to a group of people. Well, I tell you, I was very enlightened when I did that because I was writing what happy companies know at the time. And uh, I sent it to both my co-authors, and I think uh, I, I had some good feedback from my interactions on that. So I know that the, the tool is extremely uh, accurate and very, very helpful. You know, uh, Tom, as you're talking, uh, I hope it's okay if I call you Tom on the Absolutely. air. Absolutely. though you're Colonel Williams. Um, you know, you, uh, you obviously have a lot to share with us. I'd like you to think about... Um, perhaps what are what what do you consider your greatest strengths in the role you currently play at the U.S. Army War College? And um, we're going to give you a couple minutes to think about that. We're going to go to break, and this is leadership development news. So come right back with Colonel Tom Williams of the U.S. Army War College. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Man, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher. But without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. i got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. A message from the UNCF and the Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development news. We're talking with uh, Colonel Tom Williams here of the U.S. Army War College. And before the break, Kathy asked about what the greatest strengths that you currently play. And then I thought, just for our listeners, if you could just take a minute and also maybe first just explain what, what's the mission of the U.S. Uh, Army War College, you know, how many people are there a year, just some general information about the college, and then we'll get back into your strength. Sure, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, you- U.S. Army War College is kind of a unique and exciting place to be because you really have this amalgamation of military, civilian, and international leaders who come together to really train and become educated about the responsibilities of strategic leadership, but to apply that leadership in a joint interagency, intergovernmental, and multinational environment. And certainly all we have to do is look at the news any day to find how important that has become in our global environment and that ability to interrelate and interact in these different domains. And as as part of that overall mission, it's really to educate, to provide that foundation, and in particular at the Army War College, we focus on the development and employment of land power. Uh, we also must provide the support to the operational and institutional force that's out there because In large part, we will send faculty members from time to time uh, out to support, uh, for example, General Petraeus. We've got faculty members supporting one of the uh, programs that he is currently uh, basically providing a complete review of the campaign plan. 
we also do a lot of research and publication to help shape and influence the thoughts about national security and military strategy so that we can help inform our political leaders about what some of the influences that are shaping the worlds out there and how to create policy uh, opportunities for them to consider and look at. We also uh, support the strategic communications efforts. The War College is tasked by the Chief of Staff of the Army to help get the Army's strategic communication message out to help address those. And the, basically every year about uh, 340 students will come in to the War College in about July time frame, and it's a, a one-year course. About 60%, uh, more than 60% will be Army, and the rest will be Joint Service and civilians, so Air Force, Marines, Navy, Coast Guard, civilians. And then one of the great strengths of the Army War College is we bring in at least about 42 or so international fellows. So 42 different countries are represented, at least two in each of our 20 seminars, and they bring a depth of experience and a consideration of issues that really strengthen and deepen the, uh, the discussions that are held within the seminar and, and help strengthen the entire program. So now, just for our listeners, Tom, you said that uh, you have been working with, with General Petraeus, and you said in adjusting uh, the campaign. Can you talk about what campaign that is? Well, the, in, in a complete review of the uh, campaign plan as to how to address, and, and this is common that combatant commanders will be looking at different strategies that may be employed, and they will tap into the brain trust of the Army War College faculty who are very familiar with war planning, campaign planning, to help uh, contribute to the team that they've put in place. Right, but this is not a political campaign. No, no. When we say campaign, we're talking about a, a combatant campaign uh, looking at how to employ forces in a strategic, to achieve a strategic end state. Okay. Wanted to make sure that our audience understood the difference. Yes, thank you. That's a very important distinction. And then, so Tom, what, what would you, with that, what would you consider your greatest strength in the role that you currently play, you know, at the U.S. Army War College? Well, probably my greatest strength is the excellent team that I am part of, and that's, that's uh, I think, anytime you're going to achieve anything, you've got to foster a, a great team around you to be a part of that. Uh, the second big component for me is I have a true passion for what I do here, and, and I try to inspire others within the team and those who participate in the program about how important this program is to them to help them basically endure and sustain themselves as they confront the challenges of strategic leadership. And kind of the, the source of all our energy and enthusiasm for it is the fact that we get to see the direct impact that the program has on the students by the end of the year and by emails and messages and oftentimes when students off, go off and become general officers, then they are basically coming back at the work to the War College for, at different times in support of different programs and give us that feedback and, importantly, share what we've done with them with those they lead. And that's the most important component that we see in terms of our focus on developing them as a leader who understands that complex interplay between their leadership, their health, and fitness. It's not only for them, but for those they lead, that it becomes a critical component of all that they do. And we find that 
individuals will contact us once they've graduated and want to know about some of the programs. They'll bring us to do presentations for their staff at their new commands and for those they lead. And that's how we get kind of feedback on the effectiveness of the program because now not only did it benefit them, but they see the benefit of the program and want to expand it to those that they care about. Well, one of the things that, you know, looking at this, and maybe we can he hear a little bit more about, <clears throat> you know, the actual curriculum. I think you alluded to 20 courses, and and, and as Kathy mentioned earlier, um, how does that go about? Because I know scenario playing and putting people in the real in a a uh, real emotional situation probably is part of it, but maybe you could walk us through the what the training looks like. Sure, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, the core curriculum is basically composed of the students come in and they get they get a course of instruction on strategic thinking. It's kind of a two week foundational course that helps them to start thinking to engage in thinking in time process. Basically, how do you put things in context? How do you engage in critical and creative thinking processes, and then from that, moving right into a theater war and strategy uh, part of the core curriculum. The foundation was created with the strategic thinking on how to evaluate those theories of wars and strategy. Those complement a foundation to then take the student into a, another program, uh, which we entitle strategic leadership, and we're, we're now focused on how does the strategic leader impact on the different programs and policies and processes that need to be put in place? And then from there, they transition into how do you leverage that leadership to help contribute and understand and apply national security policy and strategy? And then following that, that gets wrapped up into a theater strategy and campaigning course which then feeds into how do you bring in the joint processes and land power development in order to implement that theater strategy and campaigning. And then we have something that Kathy has been a great contributor to, a strategic decision-making exercise, where the students will now engage in about a six-day uh, experiential learning opportunity in which they will be put in different roles. And we all have members of Congress, members of... Uh, different civilian uh, community CEOs, uh, experts in the field like Kathy, where we will bring in individuals to help give immediate feedback and to participate in some of these roles. And then we uh, track into electives where the students are then allowed to take up to five different courses that will complement some of the foundation that has been uh, developed throughout the year up to that point. And then the course culminates with a one-week national security seminar in which about 150 to 160 civilians from around the nation come into the War College and participate within the seminar and actually interact and become, become essentially members of the seminar to help not only mentor seminar uh, members, but also to participate in this learning experience. And I have not talked to one of them that did not leave with a with a great appreciation for the manner in which the War College has helped produce strategic leaders. Now, these are strategic leaders in the sense that they're not only leaders that would follow perhaps the emotional intelligence star performer qualities, but they're also 
in a, um, I want to say, emotional, physical, mental uh, well-being um, exercise concurrently. Is that fairly accurate, Tom? Can you talk a little bit about how you do that? Well, well and throughout the year, what the foundation for what we do is the complementary program, the Executive Health and Leadership Feedback Program. So throughout, so throughout the year, they're given exposure to and opportunity to continue gauging in uh, the different programs on health, nutrition, leadership, and fitness. And by the end of the year, we're reassessing them to see how much they've gained. Well, you know what? I want to come right back, and I'd love you to talk some more about how does leadership and fitness make for better performance when we come back from this break. And you're listening to Leadership Development News. Bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Dad, let's sing that bedtime song. Rock-a-bye, baby, by Newton's treetop. His first law of motion, make sure you won't stop. The same rules of physics apply to a ball. While gravity is a force that makes things fall. By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest in math and science. But it's never too early to set your daughter's future in motion. For some simple ideas, go to girlsgotech.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council. 
The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Colonel Tom Williams and of uh, the U.S. Army War College. And one of the questions we wanted to zero in on is, how does leadership and fitness make for a better performance? If you can, maybe Tom, walk us through that. Sure, I'd be glad to. And that's certainly something that, uh, that we spend a lot of time thinking about and trying to make sure that we've addressed in an appropriate way. I can give you a great example. You know, something like 35 to 40 million Americans suffer from sleep problems. And so one of the things that we offer and we offer as part of our program is to address any screen for and then address any kind of sleep problem. And uh, so one of the things that we will do, hold on just a second. One of the things that we'll do is as we've screened for these sleep problems, we help them understand that their performance is impacted by being sleep-deprived in the way that creative problem-solving is not as efficient as it could be. They don't think as clearly as they could be. They can't really address mental challenges as effectively as they might be able to. And they can't learn and remember the content that they're taught within the seminar and the manner in which they need to address it. Hold on. One of the things that, of that um, is mental agility. We know yeah, that I was just going to say mental agility is so important in a theater of, of any kind of strategy. It is indeed. And certainly what we see is that someone who's sleep-deprived will tend to take more risk, will have a lower performance, and will tend to engage in bad decisions in a more frequent manner. So we know that being sleep-deprived has an impact on that. When you look at the brain scanning studies on sleep deprivation, those who are deprived of sleep in a 24-hour period will tend to be those whose frontal lobes are showing decreased activity. So we know that an executive function area of the brain is most impacted by someone who is sleep deprived. And we also know, as an example, just staying with this, uh, the sleep deprivation example, Physically, your growth hormones that really are responsible for kind of the muscle repair and, and tissue repair damage that occurs throughout the normal day are decreased when you're sleep-deprived, as is your immune function, your energy metabolism is degraded, and then there is a contribution to weight control issues. And it also, unfortunately, then starts to impact on your food cravings. So you can see there's a lot of different aspects to this that, if we help individuals understand how this can be a part of their uh, their approach, uh, and most importantly, because we also screen students for uh, coronary artery calcification, and of course there was a major study that came out just about a month ago that addressed the fact that individuals who are getting less than six hours sleep at night are at much higher incidence of coronary artery calcification, showing that there is a 
connection to that. So that's a great one, one example that kind of wraps across all different aspects of strategic leader development that is worthy of kind of putting in the context of why does health and fitness matter to a leader? Here's one way that if you improve your sleep, you've improved your leadership competency as a strategic leader. It's amazing. <clears throat> we often talk about the critical role that physical fitness, mental, emotional wellness plays, and we've been talking about that uh, on many of our shows this year, and uh, I think we really undermine ourselves by not getting the right sleep and by not understanding how sugar and uh, white flour and uh, just all kinds of foods that are fried that aren't good for us really lead to poor decision-making. You know, Tom, one of the questions, and, and I know with Kathy, you, uh, the two of you did the leadership in the limbic system. I'm very interested in the, the from a self-management standpoint, when people cannot control their emotions and they get hijacked, as we would say, the either amygdala hijack or emotional hijack, uh, we know it, it adversely affects cognitive functioning. You know, are you able to kind of make any predictions about how many IQ points people end up losing? And, you know, it's probably different for everybody and it's temporary, but, you know, as far as cognitive functioning, are you able to talk about that? Uh, not entirely, primarily because we don't really assess for IQ, but certainly we can look at kind of a, a secondary indication of what impact the stress may have, and that is, you know, some of the studies have looked at chronic stress will shrink the size of the hippocampus, and the hippocampus is that region of the brain that will help us consolidate short-term memories. And so certainly when we have leaders that are complaining of short-term memory difficulties, then one of the first things that we're going to try to do with them, if we know there's no medical reason or no medication that they're on, is to try to give them some stress management intervention and then make sure their diet is correct, get their fitness back, uh, where it should be. And what we find is that individuals, and particularly if you think about they're coming into a master's degree granting strategic leader development opportunity, and a lot of times, they're, since their average age is about 43, a lot of times people will attribute some of the attention, concentration, learning difficulties that they feel like they're just not able to remember the material. Well, those will often be uh, stress or just not being as fit as they were the last time they were in a learning environment. Mm -hmm. And when you get them kind of optimal with regard to their health and fitness, then that leadership education flows a lot more smoothly. And that's certainly one of the observations. And I think that may address mm -hmm. uh, somewhat what you're getting to. Since we don't assess uh, right. IQ directly, it's hard for us to make sure. any connection. But certainly... Uh, attention concentration are important components of that, as is the focus and concentration that would allow you to to manifest the evidence of it being present or not. Thank you for that. That's just amazing. Well, I just want to make sure that before we say goodbye to Colonel Tom Williams that you know how to reach Dr. Relly Nadler at www.truenorthleadership.com for free emotional intelligence assessments, books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps and lots of stuff that we were talking about today uh, in the program with Colonel Tom Williams. And also you can contact me at www.h2cleadership.com or at kathygreenbergphd.com for my happiness blog on happiness books, 
speaking leadership and coaching services. Relly, anything to add before we yeah, sign I think off? Just before we end here, Tom, maybe we can just maybe give us a quick uh, word about what skills do you think uh, leaders need in the future, and we can kind of end with that. What critical skills do you think they're going to need? Well, certainly for for the leaders that we deal with, and we know that there are many challenges out there, and the the cognitive capacities, that ability to master that integrative process, to look over the horizon and see the challenges that are coming our way, and to display that tolerance for uncertainty are two of the critical cognitive capacities. And then the personality and temperament to go with that, that positive and negative attributes that we know we need to be aware of in ourselves and to be innovative and to have the motivation to lead. Those, I would think, would be the, the critical ones. Well, thank you. This is this has been very uh, enlightening. Appreciate you taking the the time, um, Tom, to uh, talk with us. And we've been talking with uh, Colonel Tom Williams of the U.S. War U.S. Army War College. And Kathy, we'll turn it over to you to to bring us home. Well, I just want to thank Colonel Tom Williams and the wonderful people at the U.S. Army War College for all they do in keeping us safe and uh, helping us keep peace in the world. So thank you, Tom, and may safety and blessings be with you and yours. Thank you and to both of you, and we greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and the support you provide to our nation as we uh, attempt to support our freedoms. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.